0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Morale is high. The boys are here. We're ready to go. And this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Bob Costas a little bit later on. Your phone calls are always welcome. Your tweets, your emails. Say good morning to Chat Row. You can watch on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. And you can listen on our 362 radio affiliates around the country, including... Fox Sports Radio lineup, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show It's happening. The long-rumored Fight Island, now officially a thing. UFC announced that they're going to host four events on an island off Abu Dhabi. That'll be in July. I don't know if it's actually called Fight Island, but it's kind of like Sky Judge with the NFL. I love it. Fight Island. UFC President Dana White says the reason they're doing it is because they need the international competitors, and you couldn't get those into the United States during the pandemic. Here is the UFC President Dana White.
1: Abu Dhabi has actually created this safety zone on the island within 10 square miles will just be inhabited by us. It'll include an arena, hotels, training facilities for the fighters that are private, uh, dining establishments, and yes, There is an octagon on the beach.
0: I love it. I hope they take advantage, though, of the sights there to let people, remind people. Because once you get into the octagon, you could be anywhere in the world. It's showing people, showcasing Abu Dhabi and the fact that you actually have Fire Island. So the aerial shots there, you need to have big letters there, Fight Island there. Maybe you could get Jeff Probst. Maybe we could get him from Survivor to go to Abu Dhabi to host. Fight Island. I like it. Logistics aside, you have to admit, it sounds pretty cool. It makes the NBA going off to Orlando seem kind of lame. Like, that's sort of a pedestrian there. And who knows? This might be the first step towards a UFC theme park. I don't know. Maybe you have a Conor McGregor ride or John Jones roller coaster ride. And if you're an MMA fan, it would be great to sneak onto Fire Island, even though that's not happening. UFC's been able to provide continuity. That other sports haven't. Even if Fight Island is just a short term solution, you got to give the UFC credit because they're being creative and hopefully staying safe for the time being. And then you have Major League Baseball. (laughs) You know, here you have UFC, they're going to take over an island. Major League Baseball, I don't know where we are, but it's my duty, my obligation. To continue to try to figure out where we're headed with this because now, baseball, after their proposal for 50 games, MLB Players Association now an 89 game schedule. You know, you start to look at the financial part of this because that's what this is about. Major League Baseball doesn't care about the players' health, they just want them to be able to come back. The owners want to make their money in the postseason. Now you have the commissioner who says, hey, I can tell you that we're going to have a strike-shortened strike, short, a strike shortened season of at least 50 games, and I don't need the player's approval on this, which is true. But you start to look at the amount of money, and you know, owners are never going to tell you the truth. They don't have to. They don't have to open their books. But let's just look at this according to Forbes. So I'm just going by the numbers here. Major League Baseball brought in over $10.5 billion last year. That's according to Forbes. Players' salaries, probably around $4 billion. Out of that, $10.7 billion. So that means there's about $6 billion worth of expenses, apparently. Sounds like the owners are making some money here. I can't imagine an owner is going to go, I don't make any money, but I'm going to continue to own a team. Now you can say, well, the value goes up and maybe you're just trying to live season to season. The owners won't open their books, but average ticket price has gone from $22 in 2006 to $32 in 2019. Even as baseball's attendance declines every year, the league is still generating record revenues every year. So somebody's making money somewhere. And I know that you're not getting fans in the stands and the owners will say, we're going to lose $500,000 per game, whatever that number is. It feels like you're still making money. I don't know how much money you're making. The owners are looking at a bigger picture long-term, whereas the players are looking at short-term. They're looking, I want my money. I want all my money now. The owners are saying, hey, we want to do what's best for baseball. We want to have a season, even if it's 50 games. They're looking at this because they're, they're owners of teams. The players come and go. The owners, for the most part, they hold on for dear life to these franchises. They're looking at a bigger picture here. It's not pretty, and I don't know if it's going to get prettier anytime soon, but we'll talk to Bob Costas about this coming up. McLevin, you got a poll question for me today.
2: Okay, a couple of things off of what you are just talking about. First of all, if you had the means and had either a press pass or allowed in, would you go to Fight Island in July?
0: Yeah, I, I, I've never been to Abu Dhabi. Be kind of nice. I, I have a friend who covers UFC, and uh, he said, and he uh, actually covers boxing as well. He got tested yesterday or the day before. There, was, there were fights last night. He got tested the day before, and he got quarantined for six hours, and then he went to cover the fight. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd go to Abu Dhabi and
2: go to Fight Island. Yeah, McLovin. Side question. If you were younger without a family, would you have uh, quarantined with the NBA for two months? If you were, say, when you were an early hour reporter, or even now, would you do that? Because the reporters might have to quarantine in Orlando for two months. Yeah, if I was younger. Like when you were covering the finals, do you think you would have been okay with that?
0: Well, I. it's not just me who would have
2: to be okay with it. It would have to be my wife, but uh, probably at the time, yeah. We were talking to Chris Mannix, uh, our friend, if he wants to do it. He said it's really complicated.
0: Well, yeah, you just want to know what the testing, you know, what, what are the safety guidelines and are you staying on, you know, the, uh, the lot there in Orlando? Uh, you know, as long as everybody is doing what they're supposed to do, then, yeah, I, I would be fine with covering
2: it. What else? Okay, baseball poll. Uh, oh, God. How many games are they going to play? 50, 89, 0.0. How about an over-under here, Paulie?
1: Okay, so we're betting today the over-under on regular season games played. Let me call my guy. Hold on. Mm. I got a guy who could do this fast.
0: Give on the me, over-under? Yeah, give me two minutes. Okay. What else, McLovin?
2: Okay, if you were an MLB player and they mandated a 50-game season, would you play? Um. Well, I, I guess I have to. Well, we found it out uh, we were just looking at the story that if you can prove that you live with somebody who's high risk, then you can get paid without playing. You know, you Yeah, but f- how many are going to be able to do that?
0: I don't know how a judge, if, if let's say the commissioner says you're coming back and you're playing 50 games and you have to do this because you have contracts and we agreed to this back in March. What if a player, let's say Aaron Judge, not that he would do it, but let's say Aaron Judge goes, I don't want to come back. I don't feel safe in the New York area. Given all the uh, COVID cases, I don't want to come back. I don't feel safe. How would a judge, and I'm talking about if it got to a federal judge, not just the Players Association or an arbitrator, but if you said, look, I don't want to come back, I don't feel safe, how's a judge going to go, I'm going to side with Major League Baseball and the commissioner here? I mean, I'm curious. I don't have the answer to this, but I was just wondering – Blake Snell said he didn't want to come back. Now, it felt like it was about the money, but he was also using safety as that was the battering ram there. Hey, I don't want to come back. It's not worth it to come back for my health. We've made huge progress in the, you know, the safety, uh, the testing, uh, social distancing, all those things. But I don't know if a member of the Yankees and Mets says, I, look, I'm at the epicenter here. I don't want to come back. I'm nervous about this. Yes, Eden. Part of this argument, though,
3: feels like it's about a month late or a month old. I mean, you're talking about coming back and if it's safe or not. And like youth sports are starting up all over the country and that costs people pay to do that. So we can send 10 year olds to go back and play, you know, soccer, or baseball, whatever you want. But these dudes can't figure out
0: if they can go back for a couple million dollars. No, it it, it feels like it's so old. Well, they're worried about baseball implementing a salary cap. There's a lot of other things here. It's not just going back. It's 50 games, and now we're going to control your pay, and now we're going to tell you what you can make. Baseball has always be, been, you know, free enterprise here. Uh, capitalism at its finest, that you're going to be able to pay what you want to pay. I think the players are worried about if we come back. Now, all of a sudden, the commissioner is dictating everything here, and the Players Association has been very strong in, uh, in many decades. I think that uh, the optics, as we like to say, or don't like to say, wouldn't look good for players coming back. But if I'm a player, or some of these more key players say, Look, I'm just not comfortable. Um, you know, Mike Trout can say, My wife's pregnant. I, I'm worried if I get the virus. Like, I just don't know if that's a good arguing point uh, publicly. But I, I just wonder if everybody has to come back, then why doesn't the commissioner just say, 50 games, it's starting. July 10th, let's go. And then then we're done with it. Because what are we waiting for? Are we waiting for 81 games? Are we waiting for 75 games? How about we just do 50 games? And then everybody can come back. You can get some paychecks. And then the owners, the owners are worried about the second wave of the coronavirus. And that would interrupt the postseason. If it interrupts the postseason, the owners are rolling the dice on... We're going to have a season, but I want that postseason. And if that postseason goes away, then the owners would be losing a considerable amount of money. Yeah, Paul. The
1: commissioner had the power to stop the season. Does he have the power to restart the season anytime he wants with everything in place as it was four months ago, three months ago? Like imagine he said, we're starting in three weeks and everyone will be paid exactly the rate that they did before. Does he have that kind of power? He's basically saying, we're restarting the season and everyone will be at the same salary, same everything, and I'm in charge here. Because then the players will be super happy. They get their games, and they get full game checks, and the owners, they'll have to eat it. The commissioner should just say, we're starting. Here's the date. You guys get ready to p- p- pony up.
0: Commissioner works for the owners. That's yeah, the problem. He could be the hero of the fans and keep his job. He's not, he, well, he wouldn't keep his job. if the owners if, if, The owners
1: control his job. It would be hard to fire an owner who brought back baseball earlier than the owners and players wanted.
0: Yeah, but the fans, we don't care who the commissioner is. I mean, it's not like we'd be, you know, we're going to be revolting because Rob Manfred got fired. If Roger Goodell got fired, nobody's going to be going, I'm up in arms. I'm angry about that. Nobody cares. Gary Bettman got fired. Nobody cares. You got the over under? My
1: guy out in Vegas, Max, says he's setting it and he's asked another guy. 74 and a half games. <laughs> so right now, because he's kind of splitting the difference in the 48 games and the 89 games. So 74 and a half is your over-under if you want a piece
0: of it. I'm going to go over. I'm going to be optimistic that there's going to be at least 75 games. Last half full. I got to be. I got I to gotta be a season half full. Yes, McLevin.
2: Is a half game like a rain delay that gets through six innings? And that's what he's talking about. We don't like
0: pushes here. We want someone to collect at the window. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he says 75, and it's 75.
2: Like, I, you know. So I'll put that up as a poll over under at 74.5. Do people care? Like, do we care how many games? We just want them back. Well, I think people think 50 games is super lame. It is. But if you
0: said I get 50 or I'd get nothing, I'll take 50. I I just, I get caught up in this. And then once I get, you know, deep into the rabbit hole, I go, what am I doing again? Where I said I wasn't going to do this because it's just back and forth. This is what they do. I just, I don't even know if they have the safety precautions, the safety guidelines to be able to actually come back. I I saw a report where they don't even have all of those uh, safeguards put in place here. So we're talking about money and games. I don't even know if they know exactly how they can bring everybody back back and keep everybody safe. And then you're traveling to other cities here. You're going by bus. You're going by plane. Yeah, Paul. If you had a 75-game regular season and it was on schedule
1: to the playoffs in October, the season would start, if you look at what 75 games is left, Like the fifth of July. Anyone think we're playing baseball on July fifth? As of right
0: now? No. No. It's hard to picture. But hey, if the commissioner says fifty games, we're starting July fourth weekend, let's go. Then we go. You mobilize, right? I'm guessing. That might if
1: it's fifty games, it would probably start closer to the end of July. August first. Yeah.
0: Well, that sounds like it would be smarter. Build in a little bit of time there. But I'm going to stay with 75. I'm going over there. The over-under. 75. I don't know what I'm putting on it, but that's what I'm going with. Yes, McLovin, you
2: look puzzled. I have another poll option. I can save it or give it to you now. No, you can give it to me. Which sport do you think is gaining the most from their circumstances? And the side question is which sport is losing the most, which is MLB. But is UFC – I don't even know what the other options. Like, Is this UFC coming out of this a, a more popular sport is really the question? Because they've taken I, advantage of this. I
0: don't know. I don't know if it's going to become more popular. It, it still feels like it's a sport that's built on stars. And if you have the stars who are upset with Dana White, then I, I don't know. They're going to have to develop more stars here. Because if Conor McGregor and John Jones and some of these other guys are angry at Dana White, you need stars. And I think when you have those stars, then UFC can take front and center on a Saturday night. But I, I, I don't know that. I'm sure that there are analytics that would tell me how popular UFC is. The NBA is going to benefit from this as well. Yes, Eden? Uh, the high today, by the way, in, in Abu Dhabi is 102 degrees. In the shade? Likely. no. Oh, That's man. actually probably nice for June. Yes, Todd.
4: But doesn't it seem like UFC, NASCAR, some of the things that have already started up? It's NASCAR. Kind of, it's NASCAR. It's, a, it's more <laughs> of like a bookmark or a holding spot. Is that t-
0: the Raptor, Raptor, Rapper, NAS? NAS. 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 Little, and it's Lil Nas X. NAS, Lil little, little NASCAR. NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have, what was your point, Todd?
4: That UFC and auto racing and things of that nature that have already started up, that's, they're really being just a holding place or a bookmark until the actual sports we really care about can get oh. started again. That's not going to all of a sudden, everyone's going to all of a sudden love auto racing and UFC. That, that those that didn't before because they came back a few weeks or a month before the sports we actually want to watch.
0: I don't know. I, like UFC, it feels like, has been building, continues to build, but it, it just feels like... That that that's a sport that feels like there could be a takeover or I know we had Bellator, but if you had if I'm Bellator and I say, I'm going to give you 40 percent of the gate to some of these fighters or I'm going to not 20 percent. I'm going to give you this. Come on over. And if, if it's almost like the USFL against the NFL, they went out and got these stars, big name players, brought them in. And they probably could have succeeded if they had had a little bit more patience here, but I'm, I, I don't know. It just feels like it's ripe for a takeover. Yes. Eden. But the problem is, is that UFC is
3: like Q-tip. You know, like the, the brand is bigger than the actual product. Right. Right? Kleenex. So, so Kleenex is that what people just call tissues Kleenex. Yeah. Just like they call MMA UFC. And it's not, it, that's one specific sort of. Uh, you know, chapter of it or whatever, right? It's just one league, but there the UFC brand overshadows the entire
0: sport. But if it's called something else, even though we refer to it as UFC, I mean it's MMA, but it, we call it UFC. Well, people call it UFC. Yeah. All we want to know is where can I get the fight? If it's not UFC and it's something else, I if I in UFC makes that easy. But if you said Conor McGregor is fighting Saturday night on Bellator, you know, or somebody else. You're going to probably find that eventually. But, uh, hey, Fight Island? Sure, why not? Yeah, Paul.
1: Yeah, Fritz, he was talking about other sports, and you may not jump ship to another sport. I'm not going to give up football, but I watched a lot of boxing last night. It was on ESPN. There's a fighter named Shakur Stevenson. I'd never heard of him before in my life. He's fantastic. I would have never learned his name on a normal day with NBA playoffs going on. Which it would be right now. I would have tuned into boxing last night and I like boxing, but I wouldn't have had the time. There's a couple other fighters I watched last night. I got to know their names and I was like, these guys are entertaining. Next time I see their name on a card, I might go, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the channel tonight or I'm gonna keep an eye on this one. So that it does have a benefit.
0: But that used to be boxing used to be on each weekend, and it'd be on CBS and it'd be in the afternoon. And you got to know these fighters. Therefore you followed these fighters. And now, unless you pay money you're not going to see these fighters. And and that's where it's different because you will all I want to do it goes back to what I've said about major league baseball. I want to make it affordable for you to get in the park. I'd rather have 30,000 in there and I'm going to charge you $22 than if I'm going to get 20,000 in there or 18,000 in there at 32 because I'm going to make it up with the concessions and I get repeat business because now you get to go to a game instead instead of saying, yeah, it's got to be a special occasion to go to a ball game. You might go to four games instead of one and you may watch the product now and you get a younger audience in here. I never understood the business model. And granted, these guys are worth billions. I figured the more I get in, the more you get to sample it. And then you take that experience you tell your friends, you go again. Maybe you watch a game on TV. Baseball has to get younger. And that would be my initiative is you can get younger by making it affordable for those to go to a game. By the way, this program is brought to you by a, a great new product that I got. It's uh, Raycon. You uh, want to hear music? Wireless earbuds, the way to go. 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash uh, you're going to look at these uh, wireless earbuds, and you've probably seen prices. Raycon has a great price here. Uh, com slash Patrick. Take a break here. We'll come up with our poll question, phone calls. Bob Costas a little bit later on. We'll talk some NBA as well. 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Been sorting through these proposals, counter-proposals for Major League Baseball. MLB's proposal on Monday has an offer that the players would share in a pool of at least $50 million if the playoffs are played without fans. Now, there are opt-out rights for all players. Players who are considered high-risk or reside with a high-risk individual are entitled to full service and salary in the event that they opt out. Those with no high-risk concerns may opt out without service or salary. High-risk qualifications uh, qu- qualification is to be determined by Major League Baseball Players Association in consultation with medical experts there. I don't know if we're going to get to that point where the commissioner says, we're playing 50 games, not get out there and play. Get your glove and go out there and play. Come on, hustle up. Of- come on, let's go. There, here we go. Come on, one come on, blue Come on, Hey, Come on, Blue. Hey, blue.
1: That'd be great. They, what? what if the commissioner just went up to the podium and did that and then walked away? <laughs>
0: Here now one sec Come let's on go. blue let's go Yeah can kill little bingo baby Yeah come on all right. Walks as good as a hit. Come on. You can do it. All right. Walks as good as a hit. Walks, walks away from the podium. <laughs> that was always one of my favorites. Yeah, walks as good as a hit. Yep. All right. Yep. Yep. Hey, bada, bada, bada. Hey, bada, bada. Swing. Hey there, okay, little bingo, babe. Yes, Todd.
4: Using the little league and kid analogy, what if the players were forced to play and they would be on the field, imagine them all pouting in the infield or at the play and they all had these pusses on as they were walking in and out of the stadium and on the field showing no interest or excitement in playing at all. But they're doing everybody a big favor because they were forced to play.
0: Thank you.
4: Justin. I have no shot of saying anything on this show. I, like, at least today, you it's do. Get any kind of reaction. <laughs> you do. remotely positive. You do. We- I could say the most clever, interesting thing, and it's going to have the same reaction. You
2: could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give that a shot.
4: We're
0: waiting for it.
4: <laughs> I could have breaking news and have a source and tell all you guys they're playing 50 games <laughs> and it's starting next Thursday, and they would have the same response with two sources okay, in the okay. baseball
0: world. During the commercial break, <laughs> You were trying to tell a couple of jokes, right? I don't I don't know if they were jokes. I was picturing, one
4: of them was picturing, you were talking about the lovely Abu Dhabi and the island. Imagine the two fighters, instead of being on some stage somewhere, they're doing the staring contest on a little canoe or the boat. And then maybe, you know how sometimes they get out of hand or it's scripted and one pushes the other one into the water and there's alligators. Yeah. And the other thing was a reference to the UFC. And there's and the alligators.
1: Island. That's a hot, alligators are a hot, big. And I don't Piranhas, think...
4: Piranhas, that... whatever you throw in there, then see what happens. One of them falls in and... I guess the fight would be canceled if one got attacked. by. And that's of
0: why we didn't really laugh or acknowledge it.
4: The other thing I emailed you, which I guess you try to protect me, was about UFC versus Major League Baseball. The UFC is able to put everything together on an island and Major League Baseball...
0: Why? why slow down a little bit. Okay? Just slow down a little bit. Okay. Now, tell... I, I'm going to make you the stage. I don't have a great delivery.
4: No, no, you do. And the material's not great. So no, it's then,
0: not. multiply both of
4: those together. Okay. You're not going to get a lot okay. of laughs.
0: All right, all right. So slow it down, okay. and you're on stage at Caroline's, and then this is your observational joke. Right,
4: but it's, it's, I know it's lacking the humor part of observational joke. But what I was saying is, oh. I know we love that phrase. I it gets it'll stutter with the. I have nothing I to say. To, I, I have nothing that poorly rhymes here. <laughs> the UFC has gone out of its way for its fans, and they. They bought an island, basically. They found out what to do with an island, but Major League Baseball can't even figure out what to do with a little diamond as the baseball players play on a diamond. I was doing an island diamond reference, which really doesn't get us anywhere. And once again, I take the
0: show into a dark left field spot and you can't bring it back to any sense of normalcy or interest. I I say to you, I try to help you. There was no observational humor in your observation. And it wasn't even a great observation. No if one you really want to But I then you so now you get mad at me because you can't say anything on the show and I try to protect you when you do want to say something. Is
4: that why when I've been raising my head in recent weeks, <laughs> yes. you're, like, you're looking right through me yes. and
0: pretending that my head's not. You up. should thank me. <laughs> and then you call me when I'm not
4: raising my hand, and then I guess like, <laughs> oh, you should pay attention to the show and <laughs> stuff. Oh, I just said that three seconds ago. I felt the need to repeat the exact same thing.
0: See, now that's funny. Are you done?
4: I'm done. Back to you in the studio. All right.
1: right.
0: I thought this was a fun segment so far. Though. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, great. <sighs> Do we have a... Let's start over.
4: It might be my guilt of not having like a 925 guest. But I feel like I got to like, fill some time with some bad I know, but you make it
0: worse by not having a 925 no, I know. guest. And then, and then it,
4: you can't segue from what I'm saying into anything interesting. You're, you're, you're on the spot now. Trying to get the show back on track. It's my fault. I apologize
0: for that. Okay. Uh, I, last night I had some downtime, so I was looking at NBA stats. And uh, not current players. I was looking at uh, Will Chamberlain stats, Bill Russell stats, Jerry West, Oscar Robertson. Because, you know, as we get older, or, or you're a new generation and you're watching the NBA, you just hear about these names. And we know Bill Russell was the greatest team winner of all time. And I thought it would be interesting to pose the question, do you know what you know, some of Bill Russell's stats? Great rebounder, block shots, great team player, wonderful team player. Do you know what Bill Russell shot from the field? What was his field goal percentage? It, for his career, it was forty-four percent. He very limited offensively. Now, he did have a couple of seasons where he averaged, I think, 19 or 18 points per game. But why is it that we can acknowledge Bill Russell's greatness, but not Will Chamberlain's? Why is it we acknowledge Babe Ruth's greatness, but not Will Chamberlain? What, now, you can say, well, he didn't win. Okay, he didn't win. But I got Bill Russell's numbers, and Bill Russell didn't put up great numbers. Rebounding and block shots and wonderful team player. Why is it that we look at Babe Ruth where there was no integration and then we say, man, greatest player of all time. And I've said that before. He won over 90 games as a pitcher, probably would have been a Hall of Famer as a pitcher, and of course what he did as you know a hitter. But with Will Chamberlain, and there was integration then, and you could say, well, he didn't have other big men to go against. Okay. He was going against the same big men that Bill Russell was. And he went against Bill Russell. When Wilt scored 100 points, I believe that night he had 41 rebounds. That is a week for some players. He had 100 points and 41 rebounds. He had a couple of seasons where he averaged, I think, 8.5 and 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 7.5 assists per, per game but we don't we won't acknowledge wilt chamberlain because well he's moody you know he wasn't a great team player he didn't win he had all this talent but i just I, I just found that interesting that he played during segregate that there it was not segregated you had integration babe ruth didn't and we acknowledge everything that babe did but it feels like wilt chamberlain is starting to drift out of the top 10 of greatest players of all time i find it amazing if, if Will Chamberlain had five uh, championships, is he the greatest player of all time? I don't know. Because we say Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. All right, we didn't have the most titles. Yeah, but... Well, wait a minute here. When do the titles matter and when don't they matter? Doesn't he have two titles? One in Philly, one in Los Angeles? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's two more than Dan Marino. I'm not I know it's apples and oranges, but two. It's not like he has zero.
0: But he should have won more. It's like we look at Shaq, should have won more. Like the big guy never gets credit. But Bill Russell gets credit. And Bill Russell had a team full of Hall of Famers. Had the greatest coach GM, I think, in NBA history in Red Arbok. But we don't look at his numbers. Because his numbers, he was a good rebounder and uh, he blocked shots. He wasn't a scorer. wasn't a good shooter. Didn't shoot well from the line. Wilt didn't either. But Wilt's numbers, the, I know Babe had more home runs than teams did at, at one point. Wilt's numbers dwarf everybody in what he was doing. I mean, you averaged 50 a night. 50 and 26 he averaged that year. And that might have been the same year that Oscar had a triple-double. But boy, do we, we acknowledge Oscar's triple-double, don't we? And Oscar won one championship. Oscar's ranked higher than Wilt Chamberlain is in people's minds. So why is it that triple-double that Oscar had is so much more important than what Wilt did in the same year when he averaged 50 and 26? It's just how we approach this, the stats and how we use them. Depending on what your argument is. And look, was Wilt the ideal teammate? No, he was not. Was Bill Russell? I'm sure he was. But I just, I think history is unfair to Wilt Chamberlain in his dominance. Because I don't know if anybody's ever dominated their sport the way Wilt Chamberlain did. Babe was great. But then we saw Lou Gehrig in the same lineup. And Lou Gehrig held his own with Babe Ruth. Will Chamberlain in a team sport. I can't think of anybody who was so much better than everybody else numbers wise, but we don't acknowledge that greatness. And I think at some point, we're going to look at Will Chamberlain outside of the top 10. I think, the, you know, when it's all said and done, is Steph Curry in the top 10? He might already be. Championships, greatest shooter of all time. Is the Greek freak going to get in there? Who's going to be pushed down the list? Because with the new wave coming in, who are those guys who are going to get into the top 10 when it's all said and done? Is Larry Bird going to be a top 10 player in 10 years from now? You would assume, but I don't know that. I don't know the pecking order. It's not going to change with Michael Jordan. Bill Russell will stay there because of 11 titles. Tim Duncan will stay there because of five titles. Carl Malone, does he stay in there? Never had a championship? Does he stay? Is he in the top 10? Is Oscar? Jerry West? I'm just curious as time goes on, the new wave, the next wave. And look, I love Jerry West, but if you're saying, hey, look at Steph Curry's numbers and he won more championships, okay, maybe he's a better player. Not in my opinion, at least not yet. But if... You know, Steph continues to put up these numbers, wins another championship. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Okay. It's going to happen.
2: Yeah, McLevin. I'm sorry if you mentioned, but what if Durant wins uh, with a different team? He'll skyrocket on that list. If he won in Brooklyn?
0: Um, He's not going to get enough credit for what happened at Golden State, first of all. Now, if he wins in Brooklyn, yeah, he'll get a lot of credit. It's like LeBron with the Lakers... You would think he would get a lot more credit winning a title with a third team, but I don't know if he'll get that credit because it's LeBron and he went to the Lakers and then he brought in Anthony Davis. He couldn't have won without Anthony Davis. Like I don't know, it's how we form our arguments when we talk about these things. But just looking at Wilt's numbers, I mean it's it's incredible. Yeah, Paul.
1: I have a bit of a theory on Wilt Chamberlain. I didn't see him play, but you saw a lot more than I did. Did he go from Kansas to the Globetrotters and then the NBA? Yeah. Okay, I always wondered about that, and I wonder if people back then, maybe and now, look at Wilt Chamberlain as almost like an anomaly, a freak, where he was somewhere, so much more tall and fast and strong than everybody else that it wasn't fair. And they went from Kansas to playing with the Globetrotters, which is a show, not an actual you know game, to playing in the NBA, and they look at him as like, almost like Babe Ruth, where it wasn't really fair. You can't compare him because he's not a normal person, normal player. He was taller, bigger. It was too easy for him. And he doesn't get credit because of his size.
0: Well, I think nobody likes the big guy. Yeah, Nobody likes Goliath. They love David. Yes, Eden. So I apologize if you already mentioned this number, um, but according to
3: Will Chamberlain's Wikipedia page, they're talking about what his favorite game is that he ever played in. And it's a game that he got 55 rebounds against Bill Russell.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: 55 rebounds in a game against Bill Russell.
2: Yeah. Yeah, McLeod. I think it's a little bit too, because we see Wilt as a Laker a lot in highlights. We don't see that, just like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, we see 80s Kareem, not 70s Kareem. And it's kind of hard as a younger fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, these guys missed out on the golden era. You know, that when Bird and Magic came in... uh, you know, that, the TV era, that, that changed everything. When they had the NBA Finals on tape delay, I believe, in 1970 with the Lakers and the Knicks on ABC. Tape delayed. NBA Finals. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show. Oh my god. The play. The play, play. of the day. Well, it like We're to
4: play it and play
0: it. This is the play of the day.
4: Check this out.
0: Homelessness. Caraballo, he knew he would be outclassed, mm. outskilled, Classic. and he goes down here there in is. round number six, halfway through round six, as Shakur Stevenson placed them. the money punch, a one and done from Shakur Stevenson after six rounds of having it his way. 22-year-old Shakur Stevenson cruises to a sixth round TKO last night. Courtesy of the mothership. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Great Earbuds, Raycon. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want to hear music, not your roommate or your family's music, and Raycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N, Wireless Earbuds are the way to go. Get 15% off your Raycon order today. Buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Snarky email here from James. Will Aaron Rodgers eventually be talked about like Dan is talking about Will Chamberlain right now, if that makes sense? Maybe it's not meant to be snarky. Nah, I think Aaron Rodgers would have to do a little bit more in his sport. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have gaudy numbers. Like, like his impressive numbers are touchdown to interception ratio. That's it. Wilt's got gaudy numbers. You know, Wilt is second in points per game in NBA history. And he's just, just slightly behind Michael Jordan. And keep in mind, Will Chamberlain got bored with scoring. He scored so much, he got bored. And then he decided that he was going to play the role that Bill Russell did with the Celtics, and that is rebound, block shots. And that's when the Lakers had one of the greatest seasons in NBA history, when they won 33 games in a row. Uh, Paul in Iowa. Hey, Paul, what do you have for me today? ADP, yeah.
1: Hey, DP, 5'11", 170. So I, my friends don't agree with me on this, and I'm assuming you won't either, but I, don't, I think that Wilt Chamberlain is only a top 20 player because of his individual statistics. Okay. Because if you look at on the court, if he got bodied by Bill Russell every time it mattered, Bill Russell's Sean Kemp size, he wouldn't have been able to do anything in the 90s against bigger boys like Elijah on Ewing, Robinson, Shaq. Well, He's lucky. He's what do you think? 60s. What
0: do you think Bill Russell would have done?
1: Well, he wouldn't have been as dominant because there were more big guys. I know, but everybody, B- oil, B-
0: people have Bill Russell years. in the top five. How, how would Bill Russell do with uh, Akeem Olajuwon and David Robinson? And he was six eight, maybe six nine. Yeah, he'd have less championships. Well, okay. What and thank you, Paul. But what happens is we diminish or denigrate because, well, how would they do in today's NBA? That It's just not the way it works. How would Wilt do? He was still 7'1", 275. Back then, what would he be now? He'd be 7'1", 300 pounds, probably, and able to run the floor. I mean, he was a great athlete, track and field. He was also a great volleyball player. I mean, Wilt was a great athlete. It's just... We recognize Babe Ruth. We've embraced Babe Ruth. He's larger than life. But Will Chamberlain, with his numbers, we're like, nope, not going to include you in there. And I don't know where he is placed. It feels like most top 10 rankings. Is Will Chamberlain in the top 10 rankings, McLovin?
2: I think so. Uh, There there was a list recently from ESPN. I'll pull it up. But I think he was like five. Well, there's got to be a list from ESPN because they lead the league in. List. Yeah, he's definitely in like top, like four or five area. Okay.
0: Yeah, I always wondered that. If it's, you know, Jordan, LeBron, is it Bill Russell? You know, who else does Wilt then fall in line there? Yeah, Paulie. In the latest ESPN list, he was sixth. Okay. You know, in ten years, I don't know if Wilt's in there. I don't know if Bird is in there. Is Bird like nine? Eight or nine? Bird seven. Seven? Yeah. And then Duncan eight. I, I think
2: Duncan might get
0: pushed out a little bit. Yeah, but he's got the five titles. We pick and choose when titles are really important and who wins those titles. Yeah, pulling. Bleacher Report had a list
1: recently, and number nine all time was Will Chamberlain. Number 10 was Steph Curry. Yeah. So you talk about people getting pushed out. Yeah. And then you have, you know, they, you go down the list, and there's other players that are on his heels.
0: Wait, give me the top 10 there, because it starts with... Bleacher Report? Yeah. Okay. Jordan, and then LeBron is is two all-time? From Bleacher Report's
1: most recent list they put out, deep dive. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, which are always put together, by the way. Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Steph Curry. Wait, where's Kobe? He is not on the top 10. Oh, come on. That's silly. Oscar Robertson is 11. Kobe,
0: uh, David Robinson is 12. Where's Kobe? I don't know. Oh, come on. That's silly. Did it at a high level. One titles, five titles. Yeah, this was from September of 2019. <laughs> Unless it, well, Kobe wasn't playing anymore. Okay. Look, it's all subjective. I get it. It's just like the greatest shooters of all time. I saw where uh, Rob Parker, who I think writes for Deadspin, said that uh, Ray Allen is a better shooter all time than Steph Curry.
2: Yep, because Curry never hit big shots in the playoffs threes. Well, wait, what's that mean? He threw out these numbers that Curry's shooting percentage goes down at the end of big playoff games. That was his clutch shots is what he gave Ray Allen, which is true. Ray Allen was a great clutch shooter.
0: Okay, but he was a clutch shooter where he wasn't even the focal point of his team with the Miami Heat. I'm aware of this. So he was a role player. See, this is silly.
1: Ray Allen occasionally hit big shots. Steph Curry hit shots the entire ride
0: to get to the title. And the entire game. Maybe he didn't have that dramatic moment like Ray Ray did against the Spurs, but come on. I was in a good mood. (laughs) (laughs) Fritzy, tell him some... No, 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 never mind, never mind. One hour in the books, two more to go this Wednesday, Dan Patrick Show.